Okay, the word for word. Kamam. As much as deserved. Bhavaha. Birth. Svarijinai. By our own sinful activities. Irayeshu. In low births. Naha. Are. Stop. Let it be. Chaitaha. Mines. Alivat. Like bees. Yadi. If. Nu. Maybe. Te. Your. Padayo. At your lotus feet. Rameta. Are engaged. Vachaha. Words. Cha. And. Naha. Are. Kalasivat. Like the totsi leaves. Yadi. If. Te. Your. Angri. At your lotus feet. Shobaha. Beautify. Puryeta. Are filled. Te. Your. Guna Ganai. By transcendental qualities. Yadi. If. Karna Randraha. The holes of the ears. Translation in purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Sri the Prabhupada. O Lord, we pray that you let us be born in any hellish condition of life, just as long as our hearts and minds are always engaged in the service of your lotus feet. Our words are made beautiful by speaking of your activities, just as Tulsi leaves are beautified when offered unto your lotus feet. And as long as our ears are always filled with the chanting of your transcendental qualities. Please repeat, O oh Lord, we pray that you let us be born in any hellish condition of life. Just as long as our hearts and minds are always engaged in the service of your lotus feet. Our words are made beautiful by speaking of your activities. Just as Tulsi leaves are beautified when offered unto your lotus feet. And as long as our ears are always filled with the chanting of your transcendental qualities. The four sages now offer their humility to the personality of Godhead because of their having been haughty and cursing two other devotees of the Lord, Jai and Vijay, the two doorkeepers who checked them from entering the Vaikuta planet, were certainly offenders. But as Vaishnavas, the four sages should not have cursed them in anger. After the incident, they became conscious that they had done wrong by cursing the devotees of the Lord, and they prayed to the Lord that even in the hellish condition of life, their minds might not be distracted from the engagement of service to the lotus feet of Lord Narayana. Those who are devotees of the Lord are not afraid of any condition of life, provided there is constant engagement in the service of the Lord. It is said of the Narayana Para, for those who are devotees of Narayana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Na Kutashchana Bibhyati, from Bhagavatam 6, 17, 28. They are not afraid of entering a hellish condition, for since they are engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, heaven or hell is the same for them. 
and material life, both heaven and hell are one and the same because they are material. In either place, there is no engagement in the Lord's service. Therefore, those who are engaged in the service of the Lord see no distinction between heaven and hell. It is only the materialists who prefer one to the other. These four devotees pray to the Lord that although they might go to hell because they had cursed devotees, they might not forget the service of the Lord. The transcendental loving service of the Lord is performed in three ways, with the body, with the mind, and with words. Here the sages pray that their words may always be engaged in glorifying the Supreme Lord. One may speak very nicely in ornamental language, or one may be expert in controlled grammatical presentation. But if one's words are not engaged in the service of the Lord, they have no flavor and no actual use. The example is given here of Tulsi leaves. The Tulsi leaf is very useful even for the medicinal or antiseptic point of view. It is considered sacred and is offered to the lotus feet of the Lord. The Tulsi leaf has numerous good qualities, but if it were not offered to the lotus feet of the Lord, Tulsi could not be of much value or importance. Similarly, one may speak very nicely from a rhetorical or grammatical point of view, which may be very much appreciated by a materialistic audience. But if one's words are not offered to the service of the Lord, they are useless. The holes of the ears are very small and can be filled with any insignificant sound. So how can they receive as great a vibration as the glorification of the Lord? The answer is that the holes of the ears are like the sky. As the sky can never be filled up, the quality of the ear is such that one may go on pouring in vibrations of various kinds, yet it is capable of receiving more and more vibrations. A devotee is not afraid of going to hell if he has the opportunity to hear the glories of the Lord constantly. This is the advantage of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. One may be put in any condition, but God gives him the prerogative to chant Hare Krishna. In any condition of life, if one goes on chanting, he will never be unhappy. Nama O Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Prachayane Nevi Shesha Shunyavati Prashtayane Shetayane Jaya Shri Krishna Jaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Sari Gauravatavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. So Lord, we pray that you let us be born in any hellish condition of life, just as long as our hearts and minds are always engaged in the service of your lotus feet. Our words are made beautiful by speaking of your activities, just as Tulsi leaves are beautified and offered unto your lotus feet. And as long as our ears are always filled with a chanting of your transcendental qualities. Thank you all for being here.
forgive me if I'm a little out of it, but kind of recovering. So I was thinking that, you know, we hear this, that devotees are, are willing to be in any hellish condition. But this doesn't mean that devotees want suffering or like suffering. Uh, we're not masochistic. Like masochists, they actually get pleasure from pain. <laughs> so that's not our, our situation. But the key thing is, it says here, <clears throat> let us be born in any hellish condition of life, just as long as our hearts and minds are always engaged in the service of your lotus feet. So there's a stipulation there. And remember Queen Kunti, she prays to Lord Krishna as she's preparing to leave Dwarka. But these calamities come upon me again and again. Does she just want calamities? No, she says, so I can see you again and again. Because seeing you means I will no longer see repeated birth and death. So it's not that devotees want to be in a hellish condition of life. Uh, the soul by nature is, is blissful. But these devotees have realized uh, what's the most important. And so they, they petition the Lord like this. Like Prabhupada said, the only thing a devotee should fear is, is Maya, is forgetfulness of Krishna. Um, because besides that, the, the devotees take full shelter of the Lord, and they, they trust that the Lord will provide for them, will guide them, and will um, put them in a situation that benefits them um, in the best way. So there's three different aspects to, to consider. Um, a few of my notes here are that, of course, the soul is ananda maya vyasa, is that we, we always want pleasure. Yet at the same time, um, people go through great hardship and difficulty for particular goals. And we can see in modern society the, the types of difficulty people go through to achieve a happy life. You know, sometimes six to eight. 10 years of rigorous studies at the university. We see all these students on Arena and are working so hard. And then people working one, two, three jobs, taking care of their families, working late hours, late nights, and, you know, accumulating massive debt. Because just as the devotees realize the Narayana Para devotees from taking shelter of the Lord realize the greatest treasure is service to Krishna and they'll go through anything to achieve that. Similarly, the materialists who, who are also seeking happiness but seeking it through satisfaction of the mind and senses, they'll go through almost anything to achieve that satisfaction. And I'd like to read you something. This is really indicative of this point. Because I didn't know this, but Michael Jackson had a desire to live to 150 years old. And he did, he went through so many, he took so many steps, he took so many troubles to see to the, that this was the case, that he could live this long a life and enjoy this much. So he appointed 12 doctors at home who would daily examine him from hair to toenails. His food was always tested in laboratory before serving. 
Another 15 people were appointed to look after his daily exercise and workout. His bed had the technology to regulate the oxygen level. Organ donors were kept ready so that whenever needed, they could immediately donate their organ. The maintenance of these donors were taken care of by him. He was proceeding with a dream of living for 150 years. Alas, he failed. On 25th June 2009, at the age of 50, his heart stopped functioning. The constant effort of those 12 doctors didn't work. Even the combined efforts of doctors from Los Angeles and California, too, couldn't save him. The person who would never put a step forward without the doctor's suggestion for his last 25 years couldn't fulfill his dream of living 150 years. Jackson's final journey was watched live by 2.5 million people, which is the longest live telecast to date. On the day he died, the 25th of June 2009, at 3.15 p.m., Wikipedia, Twitter, AOL's instant messenger stopped working. About 8 lakh people gathered together to search Michael Jackson on Google. Jackson tried to challenge death, but death challenged him back. So we can we're trying to be happy in this world. And so the body is said to be most dear to the living entity. And so although he took these rigorous steps, all the living entities are trying to take, take steps to be in a comfortable environment and, and to be happy. So when the, when the Kumaras are praying this, O oh Lord, we pray that you let us be born in any hellish condition of life, just as long as our hearts and minds are always engaged in the service of your lotus feet. This is the same determination materialists have, the spiritualists have also, even to a greater extent, but they direct it towards Krishna. So Krishna, I know I deserve much worse. So the Kumaris were recognizing, I, I, I was at fault. We were at fault for, for cursing Jai and Vijay. And we, we recognize that punishment should be there. But okay, okay, let punishment be there. We'll, we'll go to hell, son, but let us never forget your lotus feet. Let us never, let us never have the service of your lotus feet taken away from us. And so uh, Rupa Goswami, he states six principles favorable to executing devotional service. And these relate to people doing anything in life. But of course, we use everything in the service of the Lord. So the first is enthusiasm. So the same enthusiasm Michael Jackson had to live in 150 years. The devotees have that I am going to be fixed in the service of the Lord, regardless of what happens in my life. Enthusiasm. I'm endeavoring with confidence that I, I know that if I follow my Guru, my Guru Maharaj's instructions, that Krishna will reward me with what I'm looking for, which is pure love for the Lord's feet of Krishna. I know that it could take time, that I have to be patient. But in time, if I persevere, the Lord will benedict me with his blessing I'm seeking. I know that if I follow the principles in my life, I get in the way of, of reaching my goal and those positive principles, I know I will be successful. I know if I follow the great souls, 
By following their footsteps, I'll be guided in the right way. And I know if I give up bad company that keeps me from achieving my goal, that this will allow me to be successful. So these principles um, enable us to achieve whatever in life we want, and the devotee directs these towards Krishna. And so the last um, point in this particular section is, so spiritual spiritualists have a higher awakening of what is valuable in life. So that's why they say prayers like this. That's why Queen Kuti says prayers like this. When these calamities come upon me again and again. So that I can see you again and again. Because this is the, 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 the higher awakening is the, the jewel that they've been given of devotional service. And recognizing the greatest calamity, which is forgetfulness of Krishna. That the material enjoyment leads to the suffering of the, of the living entity. Contact with the senses with the sense object is the source of our suffering. And so because the spiritualists have fully awakened their cognizance of this fact, they're, they're willing to say to Krishna, Krishna, let me go. I'll go to hell, but let me never forget you. I will suffer, but let me not. And that's why, actually, Jai and Vijay, there's always a purpose to everything. Um, of course, in Jai and Vijay, we're cursed for the purpose of Krishna's Leela. But notice how they chose the three births as demons rather than the seven births of heavenly enjoyment. See, this is realization of forgetfulness of Krishna, of what kind of hell that is. Realization of the jewel of devotional service. We'll take three births as demons in this material world, rather than take seven births away from our service here. And we were mentioning Govinda, how Govinda crossed the body of the Lord, Lord Jaitanya, to massage him. And he was thinking in his mind, Lord, I'll commit an offense. I'll commit unlimited offenses if it's to serve you. I'll go to hell for your service. But what a fool I would be if I committed an offense to please myself. So this higher awakening is recognizing the, the greatest um, treasure we've been given, which is devotional service. And so it's always for a higher purpose. That's why Vasudev uh, his higher purpose was, was actually the Lord said that he was Prahlad Maharaj. And his higher awakening of a higher purpose was one of compassion. So this is how he felt. He said, my dear Lord, this is some um, praying to Lord Chaitanya. You incarnate just to deliver all conditioned souls. I now have one petition which I wish you would accept. My Lord, you are certainly able to do whatever you like. And you are indeed merciful. If you so desire, you can very easily do whatever you want. My Lord, my heart breaks to see the sufferings of all the conditioned souls. Therefore, I request you to transfer the karma of their sinful lives upon my head. My dear Lord, let me suffer perpetually in a hellish condition. Why is that? Because devotees like suffering? No. Every living entity wants, wants happiness. But why is he saying that? Because accepting all the simple reactions of their living entities, please finish their disease, diseased life. He wants them to be saved. He, he doesn't feel separated from them. 
he feels like if I, I'll, I will go to hell, they can all be free from this suffering. When Sri Jaitanya Mahaprabhu heard Basudev Das's statement, his heart became very soft. Tears flowed from his eyes and he began to tremble. In a faltering voice, he spoke as follows. Accepting Vasudev Dat as a great devotee, the Lord said, Such a statement is not at all astonishing because you are the incarnation of Prahlad Maharaj. It appears that Lord Krishna has bestowed complete mercy upon you. There is no doubt about it. And if you, if you listen to Srila uh, Prabhupada's disciples, many of them have this similar sentiment. Uh, very advanced souls, and many of them say, I'll come back to this material world. Just let me be in the service of Prabhupada. Let me serve Prabhupada's mission. Like Rudev says, he says, maybe Prabhupada's dying in his kind of this planet. Let me go there with Prabhupada. So attached to the service that I don't I don't mind if I go through the great pain of taking birth in this world to suffer and die. Let me serve Prabhupada's mission. Let me be there with Prabhupada. So that's how they feel. Um, and so, also Prabhupada is, is stating in this, this purport how the ears, they're like the unlimited sky. Um, because most of the senses become saturated pretty quickly. The eyes are always seen, but at night, even the eyes shut and the eyes aren't seen anymore. But the ears can still hear. So the ears are always able to um, to drink in uh, different sound vibrations. So even at night, um, we can play the Hare Krishna mantra, and and it's an opportunity because uh, just just imagine if you have unlimited ability to digest food, so you have unlimited capacity to eat food. Well, then you could take unlimited prasada and purify yourself unlimitedly. But we don't have that. But the ears can actually do that. So we can um, take advantage of the fact that the ears are they're very small. Very small. They can, they're like an ocean. They can take in the constant flow of sound vibration. And the more we develop attraction to Krishna consciousness, the more we can, um, we can receive this, this transcendental sound vibration um, to constantly purify our consciousness. And uh, so that's uh, a great opportunity. Uh, and Prabhupada is also mentioning how um, things, everything becomes, everyone becomes beautiful when, when connected to Krishna and connected to the Lord. And uh, we can see that in our life, how, um, you know, we grew up in a materialistic society and, uh, and our lives become transformed and in association with Prabhupada and the devotees and Krishna, how uh, we can start to develop better qualities and uh, we can start to feel inner fulfillment because unless, unless we feel inner fulfillment um, there's no question of, of being being beautiful because beauty beauty comes from satisfaction of the soul so if the soul isn't satisfied um, then that's going to relay the, the face the face is the index of the mind so the inner satisfaction of the soul relates to the beauty uh, of a particular living entity um, or a particular items engaged with the Lord. So the more satisfaction we gain in relationship to service, um, 
the more inner bliss and satisfaction manifest as beauty of the living entity. And that can only come in, in, in relation to Krishna. So Krishna beautifies everything. Even the ornaments on Krishna's body um, may become beautified by Krishna's beauty. And um, even grass, grass in the spiritual world, it becomes beautiful because Krishna, Krishna's lotus feet touches the grass. So this is important. I'd like to revert back just to just to end uh, about this, this question of suffering and how how we want bliss and the divine would be asked But suffering has a purpose because we come from uh, an atheistic background, materialistic background, many of us, and we we tend to just automatically think that suffering is is happening just because just because it's happening. And there's no purpose. But actually, everything has a purpose. So suffering has a purpose. And Srila Prabhupada has this beautiful quote here. Say, Krishna doesn't like his sincere devotees suffer or become frustrated or depressed. He will not stand idly by in any such case. So do not fear on that account. Krishna has got some plan for you. Always think in that way, and very soon you will provide everything <coughs> to your heart's desire. So Krishna has got some plan for you. And that's the, the really graceful way to accept suffering, is that there's a purpose to it. That somehow or other, if I, if I get through this challenge, this test that's in front of me, I'll come out of better ability. If I get through this challenge, Krishna will see that I'm, I'm committed to him. He'll see that I'm determined. And he'll, he'll embrace me further. Because when we suffer, he's giving us a chance to blame him or reject him or take shelter of the material energy or forget him. He's giving us all these opportunities to uh, turn towards Maya. This is one of Maya's tricks. And when we, when we don't do those things, because naturally for many hundreds, millions, however many births in this world, you always intrinsically or just naturally turn to Maya when we suffer. So when we start to see it as the mercy of the Lord, Krishna, this endears us to Krishna. Krishna's was stating in the 12th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, those different qualities that endear us to him. <coughs> and he, he states this, this determination, uh, being equipoised in happiness and distress, being fixed on him. And so Srila Prabhupada is saying, very soon he will provide everything to your heart's desire. So it's a temporary phase, because our nature is to be blissful. So it's a temporary phase. And Krishna is actually lifting us up through that suffering if we take it in that way, if we take it in the right way. And we will uh, become more fixed, we'll become more blissful, more connected to Krishna and his service. We'll realize that treasure of Krishna consciousness even more, we'll grasp it tighter, like that, so it becomes stronger. So I'd like to end and then open it up for any questions or comments with. These two verses by Sri Rupa Goswami that really, really relate 
to uh, what we were speaking about. So this is from the Padiavali, 1314. <coughs> he says, as long as there is hunger and thirst within the stomach, varieties of food and drink can make one feel very happy. Similarly, when the Lord is worshipped with pure love, the various activities performed in the course of that worship awaken transcendental bliss in the heart of the devotee. And then 14. Pure devotional service and Krishna consciousness cannot be had even by pious activity in hundreds and thousands of lives. It can be attained only by paying one price. That is intense greed to obtain it. If it is available somewhere, one must purchase it without delay. So we have to have that type of determination like Michael Jackson did for like 150 years. We have a little bit of that determination. We can make great strides in Krishna consciousness because Krishna is ready to grab us, to, to take us to him. That's why he takes 10 steps towards us when we take one towards him. He's ready to embrace us, but we have to show him that we want to choose him over Maya. That's very important. Okay, Lee. yes? The comment by Srila Prabhupada saying very soon Krishna will help us. So, um, you know, time is relative. Just like with Lord Brahma when he stole the Catholic boys, he only just turned around one second and had gone by. So sometimes, you know, devotees hear that and they take shelter of that, but then they're thinking very soon means, you know, any minute now, or tomorrow or next week. But but just just the fact that we could actually go back to Godhead in one lifetime is like better than very soon. It's like it's like super warp speed. So we have to take that into consideration, the time factor and you know when Krishna will bestow that mercy on us. Um, and so we have to have patience and wait for the mercy of the Lord. Knowing, having that conviction will come, but not expecting um, or putting Krishna on our time frame, but opening that up to Krishna whenever he sees fit, but always be purifying ourselves and qualifying ourselves for that. Thank you. Uh, yes. Well, it's interesting that the Kumar is saying that they're willing to be born in any condition as long as they're engaged in the service of the Lord. I many times have felt like I'm in hell in this dimension. And then when I engage myself in the service of the Lord, I'm very blissful. So it's not really a sacrifice to be born into a hellish condition because it gives you motivation. Yeah. I don't know, it's just a thought. It's not. No, it's true because, like Mother Sanabi is saying, like in this, in this world, there's a question of ultimately being satisfied in the bodily concept because there's just so many kleshas. <laughs> there's so many miseries. All There's either one misery or another. Ultimately, Krishna's like, push, pushing and prodding us, he's, he's helping us to eliminate our attachments this world to this body. Ultimately, he's helping us give up these attachments that are keeping us, that are holding us here. And so this uh, illumination or bliss, it can come even when embodied. Like Prabhupada, I mean, externally, he is in so much pain when he was getting close to leaving his body. And he was, so he was having the devotees, please, I want, I want to see the deities. So they would carry him in his basket in front of the deities. His Prabhupada, like he doesn't have any, hardly even life breath left. Externally, extremely suffering. 
but he's just so fixed on, on, on Krishna. And so, yeah, I mean, definitely, we have so many examples of devotees, uh, like Haridas Tagore, who, you know, is being tortured, but he's not really, because, because the Lord is, um, has a, has, he's awakened his spiritual nature, so the bliss of the soul eclipses the suffering that goes on in the body. So that's like the spiritual protection given by the Lord. It can only become through through Krishna allowing the soul to manifest from the, from the ashes of the material image. <laughs> so definitely, I mean, definitely the, the, the spiritual bliss is a different thing than the bodily situation. Because the bodily situation was the question of happiness ultimately. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. That's ironic. You mentioned uh, Michael Jackson. That he had this whole staff of doctors to make him live for a long time, and it was the doctors who killed him. Oh, was it? Yeah, by administering, improperly administering the anesthetic to stop the heart. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It was his own doctors who killed him. Yeah. Wow. So he was completely Also, very freaked out psychologically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he's a pedophile, he's using money and influence to a victim. So, his solution so much of the grips is you lose your energy to get lose your energy to slap your mouth. Yeah. His solution became the cause of his uh, death. Wow. Okay, it's even more powerful analogies. <laughs> Anything else? Okay. Gandhara Shrima Bhagavatam Kita. Gandhara Kita.